welcome to the Through the Lens of Learning podcast. If we haven't met, hello, I'm your host, Dr. Tracy Schroyer. I'll give you two words that summarize me to a T, lifelong learner. Join me as I share a bit about my own journey of curiosity, learning, and wonder. You'll also get to hear from some phenomenal individuals on what they're curious about learning and what they have to share too. Are you itching with excitement yet? I am, so let's get started. Uh, so thank you everyone for coming back for this episode of Through the Lens of Learning. And today I'm excited to talk with Kristen Ayers, who is the founder of Prime Pageant. So welcome, Kristen. Thank you. Yes, definitely. Uh, so Kristen, I start off every episode um, asking individuals, or asking my guests, so how do you define learning? Oh, um, I, I feel that learning is an attitude and a mindset first. Um, because you can you can learn something from rote memory, you know, how they do things in school where it's this is how you handle this math problem. This is the output. Very, you know, very robotic. Um, but there's another type of learning. And when I went to law school, I learned they were all about the Socratic method, which is you never give someone the answer. You keep asking questions. Um, but now that I've, you know, outside of that traditional norm of learning, that the setting, um, I recognize that, you know, we're we're always learning as we go and as we get older. But if but are we truly learning? We're hearing things. We're being given content. We're being told the what or the how, or maybe even give examples of the why. But it, you really need to find the connection between how that comports to how you go forward. And to me, that is the definition of learning, being able to confidently, but in a humble manner, figure out how what you just went through, what you just learned, who you just met, you know, what they told you, how that really can benefit not only you, the present you, but the future you and everyone else that lives in that space with you, you know, from your from your your closest out into the community and into the world. So, yep. So I I was that broad or what? <laughs> that was it's great. True. It's it's awesome to hear all the different definitions of learning yeah. and you bring with it your experience and, you know, your own learning and yeah. the journey that you've taken. So Kristen, you have gone on a huge journey. Um, I know most of your life through all that you've done, but even in the last couple of years, uh, so do you want to share maybe even your start into being an entrepreneur and we'll talk more about your learning journey? Yeah, sure. So uh, I grew up in a very small town in West Virginia. Um, you know, I if I was going to make it and have contacts, I was going to have to figure it out myself pretty much, which I was okay with. I understood from an early age that my last name was not Rockefeller. So got to figure it out. Uh, I But I did all the things you were supposed to do. And I think most of us are told what we're supposed to do, especially when you, if you graduated from like 90 to 2005, 2010, you know, you have to go to college and you have to just pick something. And then that, that's somehow supposed to bring you happiness and prosperity and financial wealth and all of that. And so I was valedictorian in my high school. I was in every single play I could get my hands on to get out there and exposure. Um, I was uh, captain of the volleyball team. I was on homecoming court. I was doing every single thing, thinking that that is supposed to equate to happiness and success. And so, of course, I went to college. I had 
three or four majors the first year in and of itself. I was a vocal performance major. Then I tried drama. Then I went to interior design. Then I was an accountant for a hot minute uh, of a quarter. And then I loved philosophy, philosophy, but didn't want to write. I had this thing about writing back then. Um, I was just really insecure about it. And so uh, by the time I got out, I was a mess. I was, you know, said, what am I going to do from here? I don't want to go to the same college. It's so expensive. I have no clue what I'm going to do. So I got three jobs. I got three different jobs. I had a sales job. I had a law firm job. I worked at Meyer bagging groceries from 11 p.m. till 3 a.m. in the morning. I was an absolute overachiever because I thought oh. that was the a definition of your, it's okay to be here if you work harder than anybody else in the room. So that's kind of where my journey started. I did go back to school. I became a business major. First, I got an associate of arts degree. Then I got a business uh, uh, bachelor's degree. Then I went and got a law degree. Then I got out and got a real estate degree because I was learning what I wanted, where I wanted to be. And if I was very um, naive or ignorant about a topic, then I was like, oh, I got I to gotta figure this out. I got to figure this out. So uh, I think... I was very curious. I've always been extremely curious about how things work and why it's not working for me. I, is always the question, like, why? This is so hard. Why is it so hard for me? Uh, so after going into that real estate endeavor, um, I became a landlord, got my first little cute condo to rent out and liked it. I liked all the pieces. I liked using my background of the business and the marketing as I was a marketing major and marketing, but then the legal side of it where I could write my own contract or at least kind of know what I'm getting into. Mm -hmm. um, and, and as I was going, I never really had a spot where I landed and said, this was going to be my career, but I always gained the knowledge and the contacts and the frame of mind. And I think without knowing it, an extreme amount of confidence as I went along. Um, and so at that point I said, well, I don't like any of this. I still worked at the law firm. I no longer bagged groceries. Um, and I did sales from, from here to there. I worked as telemarketing back in the day, you know, when they, when they wouldn't hang up on you. <laughs> and I said, uh, I, I, I like, I like having all the hats, wearing all the hats, doing all the things, being creative. And, and I always loved finding a solution to a problem where it's like, it's in plain sight, guys. Why haven't you done it this way? I don't under, like, why are you doing, I'm, I'm going to try it this way and I'm going to put it out there in the market. And so I dabbled in a whole bunch of different business ideas. I did um, custom rhinestone uh, shoes. Oh, that's second. awesome. <laughs> I sold like three pairs that didn't really go anywhere. Um, and then I, I um, went and I continued with real estate. Real estate's been something we've done. Right now I have um, um, a vacation home right on the beach in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. It's breached frontmyrtle.com. Not to plug it, but it's, that's what it is. Um, and that seems to be very taxing, but fun at the same time, very draining at times because uh, you we work with a lot of different personalities there. Um, and then I, I had a wedding cake business. I took a wedding. I was curious about how to make a wedding cake for a Halloween party I was throwing. And that landed me into three more classes I took. And then I was like, oh my God, this is just fun. Didn't really like being in the kitchen at all. 
at all, but I was like, I, I could do this cake thing. And so that's what I concentrated on building the wedding cake business from a catering perspective for, I think, a decade. And in the meantime, started some other adventures. Um, I have a continuing legal education business that specializes in a niche of a niche. Anyone that knows me, especially in our circles, knows I'm a sucker for a niche of a niche. That's where the money is. That's what we can handle as solo entrepreneurs. And, and before you try to compete with big business, if you can just find the niche of the niche, you're good. Uh, and so fast forward, COVID hit, not going to do wedding cakes anymore. I wanted my weekends back. I wanted, I didn't, I wanted to get out of the kitchen. I had two kids, you know, got along the way, got married, had two kids, was trying to raise them. Right. Um, and wanted something else. So when the pandemic hit, I wanted to go help with the community and uh, they weren't really talking to me. And I went, okay, because they, they just don't know. They just don't know who I am. Um, and my friend was like, well, why don't you go have this be a platform for a pageant? I'd never done a pageant before. And why don't you do have a platform for a pageant? They'll talk to you then. Trust me. So that's exactly what I did. I said, okay, I'm going to go find a pageant system. I became Mrs. Ohio. And I, um, I said, okay, I'm going to start reaching out at, with my title and see if they will take my call. They not only took my call, they wanted to work with me, have ambassadorships, different opportunities that came my way. And I went, huh, I'm exactly the same person I was a week ago, yet now they want to pick up the phone. And I said, there's something here. There's a leadership and there's a credibility and there is a passion that they think I have that they didn't think I had a week ago. And so I went through the system. I was in a different um, pageant system and I had sponsored some other systems. I was a judge for other systems. I was all over the place, not just as a contestant, but other sides of it. And I have a theater background, right? A, um, a theater, uh, not production, but, you know, the, the performance of it. And so I went, you know, I kind of like this moment where it all comes together and these women are putting it all out there. And uh, I liked some things about pageantry. I didn't like other things about pageantry. So I said, I'm going to go find a system that fits me. And I didn't, again, just like with life, I don't really plant my feet uh, in one place without it being like something that I really want to enjoy and do. And so long story short, I, I felt that there was a really big disconnect opportunity of taking a, a advantage of these women who want to come in and they have a platform and they, and they have a message and they have the leadership position and they're only using it for a very short time leading up to the pageant national pageant or their state or whatever they're competing. And I thought, why couldn't we take that same concept, make it an entire year, focus on them as the contestant and not just the winners and not only just not be focused so much on the outward competition what they show up on stage but that inner of how they're going to show up on stage so the confidence and and the more we can touch them the more that we can give them the attention the support the accountability that they need the more they're not only going to meet their own goals which will give them so much more fulfillment than just winning a pageant but it will also it will teach them how to use that title to gain that credibility in their community as well as for them their sphere of influence whatever that is to make sure that they get those opportunities that i received and so that is really our mission we are self-care focused not self-maintenance self-care so we're taking those seven areas of self-care physical mental emotional spiritual social and community practical and financial and uh, missing one mental is that it? Professional, practical, physical, mental, emotional, mental, 
That's all. I got it. <laughs> and spiritual. There we go. Um, you don't have a little card. <laughs> I, I should have a card, but right. it's all up here. Yep. Um, and so, you know, they choose kind of what they want to work on. No cookie cutter. So they choose, they don't need pageant experience. They come in, they choose what they want to work on for their goals. We do masterminds. We do all this stuff to kind of prep them. Um, they're, they're prepared for nationals, but to me, that's the celebratory side. So there's all this work that's being done from time to time with it. And, um, there's no swimsuit, you know, we're not, we're not really focused on that in here. And we just want women. A lot of them are saying this is a bucket list item for me. So it's, it's, it's 18 plus. So you know, teens, these are like very mature adult women who are coming in, they're meeting each other. They're spending a year with each other. They're really getting a lot out of it. I told you, you could ask me two questions and I would take up an entire podcast period. <laughs> if any of you are listening, this is not how you answer interview questions with the judges. <laughs> 30 seconds and <laughs> But that is my journey, Tracy. So it's all culminating to this moment where I'm finally feeling like I'm in a position that I can give back and exponentially put a ripple effect in the community, not only in Columbus, Ohio, but throughout the entire nation of a different type of confidence, a different type of leader, someone who is not perfect, but working on themselves and so proud of that. And that's what we need to see more of. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So I know too, from following the group on Facebook and even being friends already with some of the women that participated, um, that there was a miss, uh, I think it was a Ms. and a Mrs. category. Is that right? Yeah. Two, there are eight divisions total, but we break okay. them up four for Ms., four for Mrs. You can have kids, you can be divorced, you can be widowed. We don't care the status of that. The only thing is you're either married legally or you're not married legally and then we separate you and then within those four categories we will have um it's by age 20 to 29 30 to 39 40 plus for the divisions and then there's like a spillover category so if you want to do it with your friends and they're the same age as you they're married to whatever then they would you would be competing in one category they would compete in another division sorry divisions and that's the ambassador divisions so we've got okay. ms usa prime and prime ambassador we've got mrs usa prime and prime ambassadors it's really fun. It's really fun because all the masterminds and everything, everyone's together. So half of the people you talk to anyway, you're not competing with. It's just okay. a group of women that you're, you know, hanging out with. Okay. So as you, uh, so the pageant has already, the actual finale, that celebratory time has passed. Yeah. yeah. Um, reflecting over the last year, how many women did you have participate? Ooh, that's a very interesting question. So you can join from now, anytime after nationals is over to up until uh, a few months before the next year competition. So we'll take, we'll take applications from now until probably May or June of 2023. So sporadically, we had people come on and then we had people drop. And what we realized, we, 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 there was so many learning curves for us last year of like, how can we keep them motivated? How can we get them to the next level that we've changed so much up? this year to reflect that journey for them and make it easier for them to really meet their goals. So I think a lot of people last year, because they said this has never been done in the industry before, thought, oh yeah, you're different. They all say they're different, but we really were different. And so we wanted them to be showing up to calls and we wanted them to be working on themselves and their goals. And, you know, between you and me, like Tracy, we're, we're talking, I can tell you about my life. I can tell you about my goals, um, but you're not going to blast that 
to like everyone on social media for the public. And so I think the one major thing was when a queen would come in and we're like, okay, you're going to work on yourself and then you're going to share it with the world. They were like, what? What do you mean? Major accountability that way. Yes. The best way of doing it and the best way to get other people to come along that with you to, to say, you know, I love what you're doing. Will you help me? Or I love what you're doing. Let's help each other. I love what you're doing. I just want to tell you, keep going. Um, and that was the first thing. So we we started, We I think at our height, we were at 52 queens, 52. And then by nationals, we had a few lose to COVID, the battle to COVID. Um, not their life, just couldn't okay. show up to nationals. Oh my, yes, <laughs> yeah. Just bad timing. They couldn't okay. come to nationals. Um, and uh, a lot of them, we were different in the fact that you have to turn in a focus statement at the end, which means we don't just talk about it. We want you to actually reflect on that period of time where you were a queen. What were your goals? Who did you work with in the community? What quantitative, qualitative measurements did you use? What challenges did you face? You know, just talk about that. And I think some of the women just weren't ready for that. Um, and so we had, what did we have like 23 and some just lost motivation because a year is a very long commitment, but if you stick with it, you know, this, you know, it's all in the consistency, right? Yes. yes. We hate that, (laughs) but it is, it's all in the consistency. So this year going forward, we're switching it up. We have a primer program period where they become a prime visionary and we kind of prep them with self-care and goals so that they're ready. Um, and then they do a qualifier, no competition, just a qualifier. And then when they graduate into the, um, as a state title holder, they graduate into the mastermind. They, we have a lot of upgrades for them to get press releases and social media monetization. And we're just really excited about this year. We're really excited. Yeah. It's going to be life-changing. I'm interested when, in, when women started to find out about prime pageants and they're like, if they were on the fence and they were like, this sounds kind of cool, but it's scary. And like, that's a big commitment. Ah! Sorry about that. It's It's a big commitment. Um, What were some of the things that you or other people on the team were able to convey to them that made them feel like it was the spot for them? Excellent. Uh, So I think the biggest thing about pageants is, am I pretty enough? Am I skinny enough? Am I tall enough? Am I whatever enough? Are the judges going to appreciate? And do I look like I'm supposed to look? And the first thing we want everyone to know is that not only does Prime not have a look, we don't have a particular anything. We are genuinely interested in your story, which means that it doesn't really matter where you've been or what you've done, as long as you can be proud (laughs) of where you've been and start working on where you want to go. And I think everyone is capable of that. There's there's no magic wand that someone waves and and gives you confidence or a, a, a certificate of worthiness. There's nothing like that. We can try to do that. Um, but when, what we tell them is you're not alone. We have all of these built in systems for you when you come in to give you that confidence to keep going and the motivation to keep going. Like we have our personal improvement visionary award, which is nothing more than just here's a whole bunch of ways and you can come up with your own if they fit more with what you need in your life. But here's a bunch of ways you could help yourself. Like you need to hydrate. So why don't you focus on that this week and give yourself a point? 
And just getting them out of their comfort zone of recognizing that the identity you gave yourself and what your daily routine looked like doesn't have to look like that tomorrow. And who your family and friends think you are, that identity that they've given you, isn't who you ever have even been, but it certainly doesn't need to be who you stay. And so with me, it's like, oh, you went to law school, you did this, you've done this, you're doing this. Why would you get involved in pageantry? Because that's where I want to be. And I think there's something in it for me that I can get out of it. And so these labels that we put on everything really just make things harder for us to benefit from when it's a source of inspiration. It's a source of support. It's a source of change that you can incorporate into your life. I think that's that's the the hardest part. I mean, wouldn't you wouldn't you think that change is scary? Yes, I know. And people are very afraid of it. Um, but if we got uncomfortable with the idea that for us to be happy, there will be change. And it's just, you know, what hard do you want now or when you're forced to change? Right. Kind of thing, right? right? Sounds like the whole process could be very therapeutic for a lot of people. There were so many tears, like uh, me, including, um, you know, when, okay. So if you, Tracy, if, um, you had to spend a weekend with me, by the time we got done, my questions to you would be very deep and they would be like, so how are we going to change your life? And what do you really need? And yes, you say it's okay, but is it really okay? Have you thought about this? And like, uh, I don't know if everyone wants that. So when I came up with a system where I'm actually asking those questions because we want to get down to like, okay, what should your main focus for this year be so that you can really see that improvement? Um, I didn't know how it was going to be received. And so we're like five, six months in and I'm starting to get, when we would do the one-on-one -on -one calls, I'm starting to get these calls where the women are literally legit crying their eyes out. And I'm like, oh God, what did I do? <laughs> like <laughs> what happened? And they're like, you don't understand. I'm making progress for the first time in a very long time. Or I, I stood up and I did this. And last year I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have thought of myself able to do that. And I know it's because I'm putting all these outside things in place and, and training myself to do and react differently than I did before. And I'm, and I, then I get all emotional because I'm like, that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're not trying to give you a modeling contract and, you know, like, a penthouse suite. We're trying to work on everything that's inside so that win or lose, you spent a year giving and taking, right? Mm -hmm. But growing in such a phenomenal way. So we've, we, by, I think August was when all the reports started coming in of like what people had, the results of what they did. So we, we had a few women lose more than 50 pounds. They looked incredible. The, the healthy way, yeah. Uh, looked incredible. We had someone get on a board like this. She's been trying to get on this nonprofit board for years and she finally got on it. We had two people land their dream jobs and they know that the interview skills helped them get that dream job. Again, nothing to do with pageantry, right? Yep. But it's these like skills and this, and this, um, this frame of mind that they created for themselves that they didn't have before. So a, a very therapeutic, um, you know, even afterwards, we we had a whole mastermind on what happens if you lose and what happens if you win. 
because when you win, you've got pressure and you've got all these feelings about things. Um, and it's so awesome to do a pageant. They talk about the pageant blues because there's a high of doing it. It's so weird. It's probably like when you go to a conference and you're like, this is awesome. Everyone is so cool and I'm learning and I'm growing and I love it. And then you come home and you're like, cleaning up poopy diapers. Like you're like, <laughs> what just happened to my life? Right. Yeah. Um, the same thing happens with pageantry. It's all, it's all fun and celebratory, especially for ours. Um, it wasn't as competitive and backstabbing. It was, it was like seeing old friends and you finally get to culminate and go to a retreat. Your retreat just happens to be a pageant. Right. And so the afterwards we had a whole thing on to prep them before, but then even afterwards, it's like, well, what now? Like yeah. it's, it's almost like you've had that support. What now? And, um, and I think, I hope that they either come back because they want more of it, or they've gained enough skills where this is just a ripple effect and they'll continue to grow and learn from that experience um, without any of the nasty, stereotypical stuff that you would think, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Four questions. Four qu 30 minutes. Four questions. <laughs> Um, so I'm trying to think of what else I have to ask you. I even recently I had turned on, I want to say it might've been Miss USA. I'm not up on my pageantry. Oh yeah. It was about two weeks ago. Yeah. Yes. And I turned on the TV and the, I turned it to that channel. My husband's like, what are you doing? Like, you don't normally watch that. But after reading more about prime pageants, after seeing the post from a lot of these women and I, it was right around, was it after the the pageant itself, yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, it's just intriguing thinking of all the work that these women are putting in and the effort and commitment, you know, that they're putting forth. That was, it yeah. was really very neat and inspiring. It's, it's, it's tremendous. And you can find inspiration from the most obscure, you know, situations. I think the biggest thing though, is um, saying yes to experiences that come your way, saying yes when something is scary, you know, mm -hmm. say, still saying yes, even though you don't feel like you're a hundred percent qualified. Uh, I read a statistic that said um, the reason why it's easier for a man to get a job is that like they will qualify for a job if they have, like if there's 10 things, right? If there's 10 things that yeah. they'll, if they have three of them, they're like, I'm totally qualified for this job. And women are, women walk into the interview with like, I only have seven out of the 10 things. And I don't just, I don't know. Like if you give me the job, oh, thank you. Well, of course I'll take less pay. Like, I'm just so happy that you consider me for the job. And, and um, we really should stop that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there has to be a good balance between uh, taking advantage of an opportunity and being brave enough and, 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 you know, figuring it out as you go um, and just being humble. I mean, the, the arrogance and hum humility kind of are, are um, play on the fence. Mm -hmm. And and so I, I really, I, I think that this pageantry can be for anyone, just like working out of the home can be for anyone. Working at home as a stay-at-home mom can be for everyone. It can be for you. You just have to put everything in place that um, that you need to be able to do it, to be do do it well, and to keep your well being in check. I know we didn't really talk about self care in detail, um, but that is the crux of life. 
where if we're working on way too much of one part of ourselves, if it gets ripped out from under us, it's really hard to stand when we haven't really worked on anything else. And we we become these well-rounded people when we think about spirituality. We don't have to go to church every day, but mm-hmm. thinking about uh, where you fit into everything and where your deep purpose is supposed to be. I think in America, I don't want to say recently because I think it's probably always been this way. Um, the hard conversations have become polarizing conversations. And instead of understanding what we need to do and where we should be going collectively as a group, it's no, uh, no, that's mine. No, that's mine. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. Um, and, and the perception that um, in our limited, like you said, experience, that we're superior in some way. Mm-hmm. And we're really not. It's right. it's just all coming together and, and sharpening each other and using each other's experiences and and um, to, to just be patient, have grace with not only other people, but ourselves and think, how can I, what can I get out of this? How can I learn what I need to learn from this? And having that open mind, I just don't see people, people want really fast, um, and easy mm-hmm. and they want to be spoon fed a lot of things. And so what's the magic pill that I take? It's, to yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and sometimes when they say it's hard work, it's just work. Work is however hard it needs to be until it's not hard anymore. And then you get a break and then there's another thing that happens and it's hard and then you figure it out and you keep on going. And, and, um, I feel with women, sometimes they feel like something's wrong with them or they, they need to stop doing it because they messed up or maybe they just don't understand it as opposed to going, oh, this is just a bump in the road, a challenge. How, okay, who do I need to talk to? Who, how, who do I need to admit that like this is, <laughs> I got to figure this out and just sitting in it because as a business owner, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You sit in so much discomfort and self-doubt, right? And something works and you have the best month of your life. And then for two months, it's crickets and you go, I thought I knew what I was, what is going on? I thought I knew what I was doing, right? Right. Um, And things are moving so fast. Everything is so fast paced that uh, you, you, you can get lost in a lot of the noise, and so recentering, self-care is about recentering into what makes you happy mm-hmm. and what's going to make you happy in the future. Because a, a bowl of ice cream might make you happy for a very cold minute, but yep. it'll put you in the hot seat later. And so realizing that the everything that's happening to us, we're actively a, a decision maker in that process that it's, we're not victims and, you know, we, we we might not succeed right now, but you just have to keep going. Now, how long is this? You've had this podcast for a while, right? Uh, it's, oh, we're going on like seven months, six or seven months now. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you see a transition of learning yourself and of crazy moments and, you know, how do you feel about things now? Um, really good. I mean, just being able, being comfortable in talking with people. One of the reasons I even started the podcast was because I was so scared to put myself out there and pitch myself for podcasts. Mm. So it's like, Hey, well, what if I start one on my own and I'm bringing people to me and I feel more comfortable being able to talk with people I don't know. Um, 
<laughs> and being just putting myself out there with strangers. So I think it has helped me to come out of my shell more and be more comfortable with that. Yeah. And I even have a list that I put together recently of people I want to pitch to actually be on my podcast. That's awesome. Yes. Are you more comfortable asking the questions or answering the questions? Asking. Really? <laughs> yes. I I ask a lot of questions. So I, I, I think my signature move, which I didn't know was a signature move until people started talking to me, is I, I tend to ask rapid fire questions when I first meet someone immediately. And it's like seven to 10 questions. They're like, oh my God. Are they like, am I in a job interview? Relax, like, what's going yeah, here? relax, relax. <laughs> but I get so excited yeah. to want to, you know, get to the meat of like, what are they going to say? Like, what is really going on in their head right now? I yeah. want to know that. I want to get to know them. Curiosity. Yes. You no. Know? Yeah, it's you're curious about other people and and what makes their journey unique, but also successful. Yes. Right. Yes. Successful. Yep. So, and there, there's two sides of that. Yeah. So, I, Kristen, we do have uh, planned up for this season three. You are first to be able to come and talk about prime pageants and everything related. Um, but we are also going to be bringing on our uh, winners. Yes. Um, so our ambassadors and yes. the division winner winners. Um, is there anything that you would recommend for our listeners to listen in and make connections or pick up as we listen to the stories of the ambassadors, the winners? Yeah. So here's what's really interesting about the Queens. Um, I think once you win a national title, uh, a lot of the public looks at you differently. Like, for instance, all of a sudden you've had everything handed to you or it's been easy or you figured it out. And so, you know, they feel a type of way. These are just normal women, average, amazing women. <laughs> I say that in the same sentence um, that have completely different backgrounds, but they have all had to maintain some type of um level of I've got this. And sometimes when they didn't get it, they got it when they got back up. Right. And they've all been punched and they've had to get back up. And and I and I I think what's really interesting is each one of them is willing to talk about it in such a raw, authentic way um, that what you can really gain from the stories is, oh, each one of them is in a place of success, but they're constantly on their own journey still. You know, you can have success in one area while you're still really trying to figure out because something else isn't working on the side and that you can be both as a woman. You can be perfectly imperfect for the moment and um, and that they all had their moments of doubt for, uh, in themselves and they all had a moment where they didn't know what they were doing. So five. Um, how many winners? We've had eight winners. Only two of them had done a pageant before. They okay. were all because we're not looking for a polished pageant person. We were right. looking for someone who can authentically be themselves and show up and and execute. And they did that very well. And so um, for for anyone listening, if they have questions, too, they should really ask them. They should go reach out to them. They're yeah. so approachable. These queens are some of the most genuine people you will meet. And so they can reach out to them, ask them about their stories. They can always ask them about Prime. You can ask me about Prime or anything. I'm an open book. And they are. They're very 
uh, relatable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I answered your question, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. It would be interesting too. Did you have a chance to talk to, you said uh, two of them had been in pageants before their take on being in prime pageants. Yes. Being so different. Yes. Yeah. And it was, it was definitely a different experience and they, and you know, pageants kind of get lumped in all under the Miss USA, which is really focused on the modeling outward Mm -hmm. look. Um, And, and they're not, there's so many leadership pageants and scholarship pageants, especially for younger women who are wanting or girls who are wanting to go to college and they have this, the sponsorship and scholarship. So um, there's all different types. And I, I feel like regardless if you want to do a pageant, um, that you should really be finding a good group of women or a good group of whatever in wherever you're passionate. So if that means reaching out to the community and start working because um, you love dogs, like call the Humane Society, go find some way that you can, or where you fit in. Like if you can't, but you can crochet, then start making little doggy sweaters and find people that need them. There's just so many ways that you can get involved. I think most of the time people just don't because they don't really know how to connect A to B. Like I, I, I have this, or I want to do this. Or I'm not sure. I kind of feel like I want to get involved. How they're they're not sure how to actually execute it, and so um, that's up to you. No one's going to come and save you. No one's going to show you the way, except if you join Prime. We'll try. Um, <laughs> but but you're really on your own to to find that space. So once you find that space, then there's a whole bunch of other resources and everything that can just keep propelling you forward. And you know that in business, right, Tracy? Like if you are going to try to sit in a vacuum, you could Google things so you're blue in the face and probably find a lot of the information. But the people you meet and the opportunities that come from that and just the, 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 um, the emotional hug I think, Mm -hmm. and that it's going to be okay. And we're all going to figure it out. And Hey, here's a contact. Let me help you figure it out. Uh, that, that is just so much better, uh, when you're doing it together. Yeah. And I feel like being in those groups too, especially like the female entrepreneur groups I'm part of, it's a, such an empowering experience that you didn't realize you needed until you're in there and then you're like, Oh my gosh, these people believe in me probably more than I believe in myself. A lot of times Yeah, I can do this. Like, let's go. (laughs) And don't you have like waves with that? Um, with like, Oh, I really feel like they, I, I find my people and like, we're, we're, we're here here. And then they start talking and using jargon and you're like, Oh, I don't know what they're talking about. Should I know that? Should I do What am I supposed to do? And then you have another moment where like, everyone is pretty much good and they come together and then there's the bickering and you're like, seriously, like we're dealing with this. I mean, there's all the, all the things. Um, but, but you just have to, you just have to wade through it. You gotta, you gotta come with a very, um, pure intention. And I think the strongest groups are the ones that have understood how to give and receive constructive criticism in an extremely healthy way. If you can find a group of women who can sharpen you and you can take it and recognize that, you know, maybe I shouldn't have known what that jargon is and you're all comfortable being uncomfortable there, the sky is the limit. I I think it's such an empowering thing, but you got to find the right people got to find the right group. Yeah. And sometimes that takes several tries. 
It just got to get back up and it takes a lot of try sometimes. And sometimes you outgrow the group. Sometimes yes. you want something else. You wanted this, you still want this, but this year you're going to focus on this. And that's why I say that identity that you start to give yourself, you start to feel comfortable in that support. Mm-hmm. But you always have to be thinking in the back of my mind, I am meant for this right now. And then when I get curious and I, when I get excited and passionate about something else, I need to be brave and courageous enough to then go find that new moment, that new group, that new place, that new development of whatever and wherever I'm supposed to be developing. And, um, and I, I think women now more than ever are starting to do that. They feel like it's there. It's okay to not to reinvent themselves. I think of Madonna, (laughs) Like if we could all just be like Madonna uh, in the fact that she could reinvent herself every single album, whenever it wasn't so easy to find those ways to reinvent yourself, right? But what she was doing is she was taking, she was like a true artist. She was taking inspiration from what she found and she was going with it and that she was going to be all in and that's what it was. Um, So I think with those groups too, you feel like you have to um, keep up. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes you just you can't you can't. And sometimes you can. Uh, And so so that's another thing where it's like you've got to be able to rest, whatever resting looks like for you. Resting for me sometimes looks like doing something else (laughs) like, yes, you know, I'm here for five years. I need a break. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to get inspiration over here. Um, But I, I think going forward. The best advice I can give someone is always show up when you say you're going to show up, especially for yourself. And if you can live by that rule, there's no, you're not, you can be respectful of people and you'll, you'll really make something of the time that you're spending. I think if you, if you show up, you know, like today. You showed up for me. I'm so I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you to be talking to the queens. Their journeys are a lot more interesting than mine. And uh, and they and they are so excited about this brand new year for them. Uh, For some, they have their whole year planned out already for other for the goal setting. Right. Uh, Uh For others, they're winging it right now. They're trying to figure out, okay, what is my next move? And it's okay to not know. And so when you talk to them, I'm going to be in there. I'm not going to be on, but I'm going to be listening (laughs) every single time because their journeys are just so different and unique. That's awesome. I'm so excited. Uh, So Kristen, thank you again for coming on uh, to help us kick off the season uh, with the Prime Pageant Queens. And if we have people who want to follow, connect with you, or even find out more about Prime Pageants and possibly putting their name in the ring to be a part of it, how do they go ahead and do that? Yeah, we are taking applications right now on our website, primepageants.com, primepageants.com. And you can find us on IG as Prime Pageants. You can find us on Facebook as Prime Pageants. I'm not on TikTok yet, but that is a goal this year to get on TikTok. Um, And yeah, just reach out. The application is super easy. We literally just want to know the top five reasons why you think you might want to come into the group, become a queen, and what you're wanting to do with it. That's what we want to know. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Kristen. I appreciate it. And I'm very, very excited to hear from the queens um, as we move along in the season. Thank you. I thank you so, so much for having me on. I'm honored to be here. And if if you need me, I'm always around. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. And uh, everyone listening, stay tuned for our future episodes with the Prime Pageant Queens. And that's it for this episode. Thank you. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Tracy Schroyer, PhD, LLC. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to share with your network and keep listening. Thanks again and have a great day.